everybody and welcome back to the Biff Rug Series podcast. It's episode number three of season two. Uh, before we get into it and say hello to the lads, I just want to say a massive, well, not just me, but we just want to say a massive thank you on the support on last week's episode. We're currently sitting at 69 downloads in six days. That absolutely smashed our previous best, which was 29 downloads over seven days. Um, I don't know where the support came from or where the hype came from, but I don't know if it was the guests, I don't know if you loved the guests we had on, whatever it was, please let us know. We absolutely banged records. We 60 downloads inside 24 hours. Um, we can't thank you enough, really. It was it was pretty, pretty an emotional weekend. Big weekend for Rugby League, for the Amateur Club, big weekend for us. Um, we're just really, really happy. Great weekend for Rugby League in terms of some of the results for some teams. Toby, Robin... How well, Robin, you're not feeling great, but in general, how are we both, lads? Yeah, mate, I'm a bit, I'm a bit weak today, but I've had a fantastic um, week since Leicester. Um, went and went and watched Shuath win their um, first round Challenge Cup game. That was really well attended. I went and watched um, York beat Bradford, which was um, really nice to see, considering that uh, Bradford looked so strong this year, and. Um, yeah, looking forward to dissecting the um, the Super League review by this week next hour or so. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, Toby, obviously we're going to we 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 didn't realise League One also starts this weekend. I'll give you ten seconds just to round up what you think is going to happen this week, shall we? Yeah, Cornwall finished bottom, uh, so probably get the only points if they get points in this. Um, we probably need to, uh, you know. Through Penry. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that would be as good a achievement. Um, Midlands and London Stars probably battle for the position just above that. And then, honestly, um, until they've all started playing and the DL form um, kicks in, take your pick from Crusaders, from Dewsbury, from um, Rochdale, from Oldham, um, Doncaster. You know, every team outside of the, the three I, I named at the start of my little ramble um, have a genuine chance of getting promoted this year because League One is, you know, you're constantly trying to bring players up through the amateur ranks and loan players in from higher, you know, from Super League teams and it's constantly just, it's sort of constantly moving in terms of there's not too much we can tell from the, the previous season um, and yeah, I just expect the bottom three to stay the same. Yeah. Apart from my players, obviously, who are no longer in the competition, which, which in the terms of rugby league is quite sad to see. But you know what? That it, for them, it was just it was it was them, wasn't it? It was their time. Their time was up. They they hadn't really proven anything in the five six years yeah. that they've they've been in that division. Um, we're going to see League One clubs in action for the first time, um, like this weekend. But then they're going to be in cup action next weekend. I'll quickly run through some of the some of the shocks from the first round. Um, obviously, personally, I was at Brentwood versus Bedford. That's a cracking game, 6-0, 6 all. Brentwood went 30 points to 6 up. With, with two and a half minutes to go, it was 30 points to 24. And it looked like Bedford could sort of maybe snatch a draw at the end. But um, a handling error, Brentwood went and scored. Game over, cracking game. Good luck to Brentwood in the next round. They've got Wasprout at home. Wasprout got an eight-hour journey there. Um, massive shout-out to West Warriors. Um, Robin, we sat down last week and we said this is going to be a one-sided game. West Warriors haven't got a chance, and they've just gone and 
They've won 26-16 away at um, Jalau, which is which is really good for them. Um, Hammersmith Hills Hoist, I thought, would beat Dublin. They got absolutely battered, 42 points to 8. So Dublin become the, only the first Irish side to reach the second round. For them, they've got a trip to Oral St. James. Brentwood, like I said before, to Mothrow. Uh, and then, what was the other game I mentioned? Totally forgot now. Uh, West Warriors, they play at home against London Chargers um, at Twyford Avenue in London. A winner of that game will go into round two and we'll have a Southern Conference League side in round two. So, uh, sorry, in round London three. Chargers won the Liverpool logo. Uh, no, that's Hammersmith Hillstories, I think, have got the best logo in our league. Yeah, the ball, yeah, the ball was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, certainly, honestly, the Southern Conference teams are quite. I just feel, um, I feel like they're more of a part of the rugby league system because across a big region there is just these like ten, twelve teams who are champion amps of rugby league. But like, yeah. there's so many in the north that it's like you. You just get kind of lost in them, don't you? But um, yeah. massive congratulations to all those teams that won in the first round. Royal Navy, Westgate Common beating Crossfields was a bit of a shock. I thought that Crossfields might get away there. Royal Air Force beat Doncaster Tollbar. Uh, Fev Lions lost to the GB Police. It looks like the GB Police have got a good squad to select from this year, which is really good to see. But those second round games will go into more detail next weekend, and I really look forward to seeing some of these amateur teams because they're, they're guaranteed amateur teams in the third round now against championship sides so we'll get into that um, this weekend though well before we get into it Robin obviously you're not very well so we're probably not going to hear a lot from you um, this evening so if you do have something to say just just cough yeah. and, we'll, and we'll let you in apologies everyone <laughs> um, Robin texted the group earlier it's like we've got Darian Lockie and I went that'd be a good first cough uh, a good <laughs> good um, A class celebrity good guest, wouldn't it um, but I don't think you can quite pull the accent off. Uh, <laughs> um, let's crack into it then. Super League preview. Are we gonna? Should we go alphabetical order? Should we start off with the team that's been in the news? Um, quite free. We're not going to go into why they've been in the news, but we're going to go into the team that's been in the news due to one of their players. We've got um, Tarski Tigers up first. Squad's not bad, is it? It's just there's not a lot of depth, is there? Really? Again, it's one of those championship. It's like a it's like one of these Super League sides that's got really good players, but they're going to struggle if they get a couple of injuries, and they've got a lot of young academy lads, haven't they? Yeah, they've, they've, sorry, they've got a lot of youngsters, um, but they do actually have the largest squad out of all of the Super League teams based on the squad numbers announced um, last week. So that's crazy. If if they've they've picked out some good ones, and um, and I've heard good things about um, Puckham, and obviously. Um, I don't want to butcher his name. Kerry Kerry, the uh, oh, the uh, winger that Jason, scored on his debut last yeah, year. Jason Garagari, yeah. Garagari, Gary, that's right. Yeah, so they they're obviously like capable of bringing some good youngsters, and maybe we'll see a few of them come through. Um, but I, I'm I'm kind of interested to see like what happens in the halves this year. Obviously, missing um, Danny Richardson, um, but they've they've still got um, Jacob Miller and Gareth Wheeler, who are both. Uh, new signings to the club. Mm. Obviously, Gareth Widow, we've not seen um, him return to his, like, probably one of the best players in the world at a very short period at St. George Form over here in the Super League. And Jacob Miller, obviously the, the Wakefield captain for the last couple of years, um, this is, I don't think it's a sign that many people saw coming. And it's a, a um, I don't know what, I don't know if you've got, you two have got more to add, but I'm kind of got a massive question mark over. Um, that 
particular um, halfback partnership. Yeah, Toby, you were going to jump in before before Robert carried on. Yeah, I was, well, I was going to say that um, that half is real is really the biggest question, like Robin um, said. I think Miller and Widder for both players do need a certain kind of uh, we need something specific as our half partner, and it's a big question as to whether they're going to work as a partnership. You know, Miller's a player who who needs someone who respects next to him. Um, otherwise, he will just take all the ball and he will make all the decisions. He won't always let the guy who's got a more open field to look at or got a better view of the field mm. dictate the play. But obviously, we've got Paul McShane perhaps making decisions for him, um, who's not going to be influenced by him. And then you've got Gareth Widdup, who, you know, is has you know has since coming to the since coming back to the UK um, or back to England has um, has sort of spent a lot of time at fullback. He's you know he's. His, his stardom came as the, a traditional six, um, and now he's sort of being asked to go a little bit older and stuff to take more responsibility. And really, in that half partnership, I do wonder how good their kicking game is. Yeah. Um, definitely. but then, as they said, like they seem to be really hot on Jacob Hookham, um, yeah. who who's played a few games at Hooker on loan at Whitehaven last year. Never really been given a shot in the halves. Um, he's played a bit in pre-season. Not sure he's done. I think the other. I think their front row is actually quite deep. Um, I think at Hooker, if Paul McShane goes down, it's Adam Milner and Kane Robb fighting for to be the starting Hooker, and Milner would rather have in the back row, and Robb's a bit still a bit of an unknown entity. Um, but I really like their back line. Uh, Niall Edwards at his best is top top three, top four fullbacks in the league. Um, Mark Hickenuma, Jake Marmo, Jack Broadbent, and Jordan Turner all can be fantastic centres. Yeah. Um, and you know a couple of those players can also play on the wings um, and I think you know Robin already mentioned the style that they've got a winger but also Karimo um, can play out there Broadbent can cover that etc so I think that I do actually really like what they're doing I think I'm worried a bit about their second uh, second and back row um, you know if you lose Kenny Edwards or Alex Miller Adam Milner doesn't bring the same level of strike and Alex Sutcliffe more of a centre well and, and he'll, well, he'll be starting he'll be starting in the second row and then no one will be coming off the bench for an impact player in the second row. Yeah, they've got a lot of props, lot. haven't they? But not a lot of anything yeah. else. Yeah. So obviously you could have Jordan mm. Lawless and play back there, but that doesn't really help you in attack when you've got like how they're such electric players going forward. Now and Edwards. Yeah. What I do think is this team, the best if we get the best Alex Mellor, the best Nile Edwards, the best Jake Marmo, um, etc. Like this team is really good, but none of these players have been in that level of form. Yeah. Whether it be due to injury or etc. Or off the field issues in the uh, instance of Joe West this guy. Um, <laughs> um, you know, what does it all mean in terms of what they actually want to perform at? <laughs> I mean, we weren't going to talk about it, but you just brought it up. No, no, I don't, that, we're not leaving it there. Just like, leaving it there. It was there. just a slip of the tongue. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear lads, come on. No, no, we're better than that. that. We're better than that. We're better than that. We're better than that. Come on. We're better than that. Right, put, put, all I'm going to say is, even though we've made a mistake, and I feel sorry for his family, and that's it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I feel sorry for his family. His family don't deserve the shit that they're getting on social media for a mistake that he's made. And someone did put, if you want if you want to go and see it, search, search his name. If not, don't do it, because you'll be sick for the rest of your lives. That's probably why Robin's not feeling very well today. Um... But if you look through the list of errors that Catalan, that Cass have had, 
over the, what, the last 15, was it 15, someone's going back to 2012 or something, didn't they? Some, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the amount of off-field issues they've had controversies and, and controversies and stuff that they've just had, it's just not, it's not on. If you're a fan of this club, you, you really, you've got to be worried about what, like, how, why these sort of players are coming in. Do you know what I mean? Like, liquidation fears, James Solomona, Hardacre, Gary Lowe, um, coaches fighting players, Jake Truman's lockdown stuff, like Kenny, Kenny Edwards. just being such a small, small place. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to the point where you feel like you live in your own little village and you're not part of the bigger society. You're not, you know, you're not in a big city. You're not in, all the eyes aren't on you. And then when your team starts doing well, you're the one bringing them down. But anyway, we'll move on, I think. Yeah, we'll move on and we'll move on to Catalan Dragons. Strong team. They are a strong team. Um, they had a problem where they wouldn't really play that well away from home. They seem to have fixed that over the last few years. They've, they've had a Challenge Cup success. They've had Super League. Uh, they've had Super League successes. Not perfect successes, but they've got to these levels. They've got. I, I really like the team. I mean, you've got a proper loose forward that can kick goals. You've got one. Of, you've got the England captain. You've got some young French talent. You've got Tyrone May, Mitchell Pearce. In there, I, I'm, I look at the squad and I go, yeah, some of it's a little bit aging, but the young talent that they bring in through their um, their um, elite one squad is unreal, isn't it? It's just, I love the, I, I'm really a fan of the Catalan side. They're not a very deep squad, but that's because a lot of their players are sort of registered for the B side and yeah. they're, they're playing for Toulouse this season, and that's great experience. That's more experience than a lot of these players have before they go through. And yeah. you know, recently you look at how they've walked through like a Gudemont and stuff. Yeah. You know, there is an Arsenal. Um, I think this season's big because it's Arsenal's like season where he's got to step up and play, take a half-back role for a whole season. Mm. Um, Cesar Rouge um, was in the French squad and could end up being quite important for this season if someone gets injured and he's fine. Um, their back line's really nice. Um, Laguerre's a good player. Um, he can cover for Tyrone or Adam Kieran. Um, I believe Suad Jaha's left. Oh no, sorry, he hasn't. No, um, th- yeah, it was rumours that he might be leaving, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, but so no, so you've got Yaha, Davison, Johnson. Like it's it is well set up. Um, I, I that again, they're a very very good squad, but it is like even if someone like if one front rower gets injured, you've you've got Jordan Bazarius to cover for that, and then nobody's of any complete experience. One second row gets injured, Matt Whitley covers, and then Manny Mao comes in. Like it's a bit. That's a shoot. That's to make him think you know what team will be. But it's very like, you know, it is two injuries and any close away from becoming a drastically weaker squad. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I, th- I just think they rely on their juniors or their their academy and their, their sort of B team a lot more. And you 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 can't really go into that B team because trying to find out how many players they've got there is just quite there is quite a lot. But you saw how well um, was it. Not um, Jackie Chan. Was it Joe Chan? Joe Chan's just been snapped up by Melbourne. That goes to show yeah. that their system works, and I think his younger yeah. brother is just is just as good as, if not better than. Um, but he hasn't obviously had that time yeah, to, well, to, spe- to step in. And I just I, I think w- if you consider, yeah, that they replaced Anastasi Langi with Adam Kieran. Yeah. Then they've lost Josh Drinkwater, Dean Wyers, um, and. Um, Sam Sam Cassiano's uh, yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah, ben not... Julian, who's 
Julian and Wario both gone for Elite One. Yeah, I think um, um Kakiaho like, Kakiaho's the kind of Cassiano replacement, isn't he? He's still I think he's yeah. he's, he's younger and better still than But there's still yeah. at least three players there who are unreplaced in the squad and they're gonna be relying on the youth to come yeah. to, to help them win. Which is you know, it is saying a lot, um and it is asking a lot. So it'll be interesting to see. Um they haven't actually Laguerre is the only out and out centre at mm. the club, a lot you know, a lot of these players. You've got two utilities with their best two centres, yeah. which isn't a bad thing because they're really high pedigree players. But um, does you know are they? Is it going to take them longer to settle into a centre role? We don't know. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is actually kind of like less since since Catalans won the Challenge Cup, we were like there was solid team, there was good team, you yeah. know, with Galina and them. They should be top four. They should be top two. And now it's kind of going like. When are they going to win? If all the pieces work, if it works the way they want it to work, if it goes to McNamara's plan, is it McNamara? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it goes to his plan, then they're going to be a top two team again. But there's there's a lot more moving cogs than there have been in the past three or four seasons. Yeah, you've got to look at this and go, okay, we know that Tompkins is going to probably play at one or six. Arthur Moore's going to play at one or six, which means Tyrone May's probably going to shift into the centre. Uh, then you go, okay, where does Adam Kieran go? You probably drops out, and then Matthew Laguerre is then maybe loses out there. But the fact that they've given Kieran and Laguerre three and four, it th- one of those lads in one, six, or seven is going to have to drop out because Tompkins is the, is the captain and is going to step into that team. So yeah. interesting. I mean, Hooker, Hooker again. You've got McLaurin and the the Costa. I think they're two really, really good players. Uh, obviously, Ben Garcia can can do a shift there. But like you said, if they have, if they have a few injuries in in the pack then they're going to have to rely on young in. players, but the players that they do have to come in are, we, as we're sort of well aware, are going to be really, really good. We move on to a, another a, onto another really, really good team. On paper, this is the Huddersfield Giants. This is they've, they've made some absolutely cracking signings. Kevin Mazama, Jake Connor, uh, Jack and Jake Bibby, Harvey Levette, Sam Housel, all have come in. This is a, This is a great side. Nathan Peach is obviously... Involved as well. I love this team. I'm looking at the team going. Okay, this is this is going to be a semi-final, guaranteed in both competitions. I think. I I really like the uh, the the back the backs for Huddersfield. I think yeah. they've, obviously they've got some strong forwards, but I think it's really nicely balanced. You've got um, McGilvery and Bibby on, on each wing. And then you've got the two new signings, Ethan Marcus and Kevin Garner, who are obviously like world-class talent. And when you've got um, Jake Connor or, or maybe even the option of um, Will Price, yeah. um, that's a really exciting back five. Um, I think that it, it's nice and balanced having those two world-class centres. It just gives so much options. And I think that um, it, I'm really excited to see the running game between all of those, and then you throw in Tuivola here that likes um, a bit more of like a, an ad lib, take on the line kind of style, and then I, and then I think like you know even if they get injuries, they've still got Leroy Kudjo, Ines Senior, um, like Will Price, like I said, all those guys that could probably play in a, in another Super League team in the first team. So I think they've they've got depth. And a really good starting team, and that's just the backs. I I, I, re- I really like this Huddersfield team. Yeah. I very nearly bought myself a season ticket to it. You nearly bought six season tickets too. Uh, 
Um, I know that obviously Connor could potentially be injured at the start of the year, so we know that we're going to see quite a bit of um, Will Price. But then you look at the lads that aren't obviously in that 1 to 25. Uh, Nathan Mason, a young prop. Jack Ashworth, decent second row. George Roby was playing at Bradford last night, I believe. I think he's on a dual reg or either out on loan at Bradford. Um, so he's still in their Super League squad, which is quite nice to see for them. Um, Sam Hewitt, Jack Bibby, Kieran Rush and Aidan McGowan. I think McGowan played a bit last year. Kieran Rush has obviously played in the World Cup recently. Yeah, McGowan's on loan at Batley as well. Yeah, so I mean these guys can come back in. Uh, Fenton Rogers and George Roby at Bradford and McGowan out on loan. These guys have obviously come back in, so they're going to be getting game time. Um, so if they do get injured, they know that they're going to be playable. Because I mean George Roby looked really impressive last night. I don't know what you thought about him last what? night. Got in, in Paris. Was, that, was he um, number twenty two? Yeah, the one with the little yeah. little with the scrum at. Looked really just looked like he was going to give it a little bit of go yeah. forward from the, from the ruck. He did, and um, like they were a much better team when he was on the pitch. So I, I was really impressed with uh, with how he played last night. Yeah, and obviously they've got Kieran Rush. I don't know if I'm out of place saying this. Go on. But it, the team does look a little bit slow. A little bit. That that was the next. That was they another thing. They can't be quick. Yeah. Can't be quick. I just look at. It depends though as well, because if in seniors, if McGilvery or Bibby get injured, and in senior comes onto a wing. All of a sudden, I'm not worried. Yeah. And but Bibby and McGilvy are better wingers. I'm not denying that, but I'm sort of saying like, if if because it has to be whatever it's going to take to get like an in senior on the wing, a bit of a, more of a finisher, a bit more speed, um, you know, a bit just a bit more of a elusive attacking threat. Whereas this team's very like, it's it's going to be really good defensively. We hope um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to really be able to. Um, and you know, keep holding the ball well. Yeah. I just, I've just got questions over whether in is there any is there special moments in this team, and obviously mm. they should come from Dick Connor and Tudor here. They're two of the most talented players in the league, and also two of the most like mental aptitudes in the league in terms of, you know, they could just get in a slump and just stay in it and and cause controversy and upset and get red cards or you yeah. know, not be forced to be left out of the team um, but yeah depth wise it probably is the best squad in terms of the replacements they can have come in you don't lose too much whether it's Ollie Russell or Will Price Jack Ashworth Adam O'Brien Kieran Rush Shahito you know what I mean it just it keeps yeah. it's always with Hamilton Bank it's just fantastic I worry that Ian Watson team starts slow they're going to get forced to play like two games to get to the grand final and mm. it's not hard to slip up or somewhere along those those games and you know with this squad they really should be aiming for like top two and yeah. I just don't know when they're going to get there because I've, Ian Watson teams do start slow yeah they do um, another a, a team that I don't think are going to start slow this year are Hull FC this is another team where they've brought in Tech Toy Jake Clifford obviously they've lost Jake Connor but I feel like with the players they've brought in Brad Dwyer in there as well they kind of replaced them silently. They've kind of just snuck in and scouted these lads towards the end of last year, off contract. It says here, 2023 transfers, Tech Toy and Jake Clifford, but we know that Liam Sutcliffe has come in, Jake Truman's come in here. Like These these are players that we know we can get elsewhere. Now they've got Brad back, so they're the best haircut in rugby league in their team, so you can't really... I, I, I look through this team and the fact that Brad Dwyer's got 33, Scott Taylor's got 30, Jamie Shaw's in 29... 
Lady Mittens at Centre 25. Yeah, after after about 23, 24, you don't really recognise some of these names, but a lot of these players have done really well. Jude Pereira, um, at London, who had a game at, who had a decent year at London last year, has been brought into this team. So I'm really impressed with this the, the Palo Fuso side as well. Yeah, and it's actually the second largest. Sorry, sorry, Sam. No, I was going to say Liam Sutcliffe is is a fantastic signing. He's because he sort of acts as like a centre, but also helps out a lot with sort of the spine and like having him and Jake Spoon along the left edge is is really lethal, I think. And yeah, we'll see how Sexoy goes. It should, but from everything we've seen in the NRL, it should do really well. Um, same with Clifford. I do wonder what they're going to do at Hooker this year because. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, Hooker, yeah, I would say Hooker and Hart, but yeah, it's just Hooker really, because you've got Lovazua, Dwyer, Houghton, and I McNamara as all sort of spine players, who are all yeah. good enough to start, but there's one Hooker spot. I I think we could see Van Houghton maybe make a maybe make a move to forward at some point. Yeah, potentially. I um, also think that um, this is a year where Adam Swift and Darnell McIntosh, sorry, Darnell McIntosh have really got to make their own as well, because they're on the wing here, but you've got um, Haluka Kapani, Harvey Barron, Jamie Shaw, obviously, battling at fullback, but you've got Connor Wynn and Chris Coy in there. There's a lot of positions where a lot of these players can play anywhere. Like, Sexoy yeah. can play in the halves as well. He can probably slip into centre if needed. Sutcliffe, like you said, can play centre, standoff, fullback. He could probably shift into lead forward if depending on what type of lead forward they want to play with. It reminds me that Liam Sutcliffe reminds me very much of um, Sinfield in the way he plays on the pitch. Obviously, not to that standard because Sinfield is obviously one of the best. But this is a team where I don't I do think, think I don't think Tony Smith is really going to be panicking about if lads are getting injured. I do think a lot of their depth, which actually has decent Super League experience now, because of last like their injury ridden seasons they've had. Yeah. But I do think that like they're players with experience, but they've lost a lot of games. Um, like you know they've had some bad they've had some bad experiences coming out of the academy into the squad. I do worry that their front row, especially, isn't deep enough. Um, but Robin was going to say something, and we blabbered. Go on, Robin. Oh, over to you, Sam. No, I, I was just going to say how they have actually got the second largest um, squad in terms of squad numbers. And like you, like you've just sort of summarised, there's some real good um, experienced players in there. I actually really like this team. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think that they can make the playoffs this year. I think that the combination of their like big forwards, good depth, and I, I do think it's a killer spine. Whoever the hooker is, um, Tech Poly, Jake Truman and Jake Clifford, um, is, is super exciting and actually takes Hoy. I think that I, I just got a bit of a feeling that Hull FC had a really disappointing year last year, and so that they I, I kind of feel like this year they're going to bounce back. This year that they've they've tasted what it means to be embarrassed, and Hull FC fans are very demanding and made it very clear how unimpressed they were with yeah. last year. And I think that like Tex Hoy and the whole situation with him coming over and Ideally, he, he would have really wanted to stay in the NRL, and he he jumped too soon. And as it turns out, if he'd have if he'd have held off a couple of weeks, he might have actually been able to stay in Newcastle anyway. Yeah, with I, yeah, I agree, yeah. All that stuff means that, that Tex Hoy is like he's going to be desperate to prove himself. He's going to be desperate to get back in the NRL. And I think that the combination of of where the clubs at and bringing on a key player like that with super good experience. 
in such a key position means that yeah, I I, I rate I really rate him. I think it's just a perfect um, combination for them to go really far this year. Yeah, I do agree. And if you heard that feed, it's because Toby dropped in and then dropped out and then dropped back in. Um, before now that Toby's back, I'm going to say literally what I just I'm just about to say what I thought as Robin. You said they are they're, they're going to get they're going to potentially get in the playoffs. They can't be, and I think that they are. I think they are going to get into the playoffs. But I think this is like a perfect fantasy league team. Like these guys are going to give you massive, really good fantasy league scores, but they might not be able to win games. Yeah, I think they're going to score a hell of a lot of points, but I think they're going to lose games. But they've got Tony Smith there now, and Tony Smith turned. Was it the Rovers he was at? Yeah, yeah I love Tony turned, Smith. He turned the Rovers around like that, and I think he's going to. I mean, he could potentially do the same here. He's quality coach, and I really think that this is a good. But like I said, perfect fantasy league team. Um, from one side of Hull to the other, Hull, Hull KR, it's, this team, it looks exactly the same as it did last year. It really doesn't look like it's changed much. Um, obviously, Reese Kennedy's come in. Um, Sue's come in from Newcastle and Tom Hoppersich has come in. Um, PLT still not in the number one jersey, I don't think, this year. Um, you know, this isn't, this isn't an amazing side, is it? No, we we've seen Hull KR have a couple of good seasons and uh, and sort of like outplay really the the talent of their squad. But I I kind of feel like this is just one too many. I, I look through the team and I and I just kind of see weaknesses here and there. I see players that are getting quite old um, and at high risk of injury. Um, and other than like a few, um, a few players like um, Michael. Receiver, I, I, there's no kind of like revitalization. There's no kind of fresh, youthful desire. Um, for me, this is a team of players. I mean, I, I, they are all competitive, but this is a team of players that know they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna win anything ever again. It's kind of just they'll see out the season, and yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but I, I, I don't think that we'll see Hull KR. Um, finish as highly as they did last year. I think they could be right down there near the bottom of the league. Of the league. I don't know if they'll finish as far down as what maybe we're thinking in our heads. We're always they're always in, they're always impressive. Um, and I mean they've got Jordan Abdul, Lewis King. Oh, sorry, it's not Lewis King. Uh, Mikey Lewis. They're pretty decent in there. Their forwards are just hard workers. They're just really solid hard workers. They don't pick up loads of injuries. They did towards obviously the end of last year. They picked up quite a few injuries and. The likes of uh, Max Kirkbright, Dan Okoro, Zach Bidwick, Connor Moore, all had to come in and play games towards the end of the year. But they impressed the 17, 18-year-old lads. They really did impress. And it's shown because they haven't sent one out on loan this year. They've kept sending them in around the squad. So, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it's, it's one of those teams where you can see the potential and you can see that if they play well and they, they get a few wins at the start of the year, the morale will boost them up and it will keep them up there. But they'll be in and around the mid-table and if they get if they get a playoff spot they'll probably deserve it but if they don't it won't be a surprise but I don't think they'll be fighting anyone for relegation I think that yeah I think that Opposite and Kennedy are just fantastic signings and like I think they're both players which could have ended up staying in the NRL um, and yeah I think that they're, I, like, I do think that Hull KR have done something to try and rejuvenate the squad but I think it's sort of papered over cracks where 
Mikey Lewis and Jordan Labrador were earning this um, starting half partnership on the back of yeah. their fantastic season. And now it's like they're sort of going like, right, they're back down to the level they're at. And so are they really sustainable as a half partnership for the whole season? And is it really going to work? And then, yeah, but I think pack-wise they're really strong. And I think that they just need to make sure that they don't lose their creative spark, um, which... They, you know, I think they can do quite easily, and I think some of the players are coming to have played at Hearts at Super League level. I think Will Dagger is probably like my main person I'm pointing to for that. Or he'll be he'll he'll come in at fullback or something at some point, and all all three McDonald's together, and we'll sort of go like, right, okay, I'm not sure that you know this is what that whole Canal team needs right now. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like we said, solid team, and then like we said, they're probably not going to finish bottom of the league. A couple of bad runs and a few injuries, and they'll be struggling. Um, the newly promoted side now, Leeds. I, I don't want to say. I'm just going to call them Leeds. Um, Edward Apape. I'm looking at this. And I'm thinking Edward Apape is definitely their best player. <laughs> um, obviously Blake Ferguson no longer there. Um, he's gone back home, so they're sort of winger there. This team's just. It, I look at it and go, flipping hell. It's just full of old lads. It's just full of a lot of old lads and championship lads that are still on big money and championship clubs can't afford to bring them in. I don't know. I don't know what you think. I, it's, I think it's a nice team, but I think it's not... I don't think they're going to be like beating... I don't think they're going to shock teams or anything. No. I mean, like, really, the objective for Lee this year is just survive, isn't it? And so they just need to scrape the wins where they can. Yeah. Catch teams off guard. Maybe, you know, Saints were notorious for resting players against the lower sides and losing. So that that that's really the team that we're looking at for Lee. I think the the one thing that, that therefore what they need is players to kind of come up with those moments despite having lost sixty nil for the last four weeks in a row. Yeah. And I think really the key the key player that they're gonna look to this year is that hard okay. Because obviously we know how inconsistent he can be, but when he plays well, he, he can be one of the best players in the league. And I think that's the kind of player that can all of a sudden turn a game. And so it's going to be really interesting to see actually, because I was thinking back through um, kind of the, the various last hard aces that we've seen at different clubs, and pretty much all the time he's looking at finishing at the top of the table, or he's looking at making the playoffs. And I think this is the first team that Zach Hardis has been in that's going to be at the other end of the table fighting a relegation. Yeah. And so I'm going to be really interested to follow this, this season and see what he's like, see whether that change of motivation, having your backs against the wall, is going to kind of force him to focus a little bit. There's no chance to sort of like take your foot off the gas. There's no chance for him to be distracted and, and maybe we see some of those disciplinary issues creep in. So... Uh, that's for me is the the key thing for how how Lee's season goes is how well they can how well hard aces can stay on the ball and scrape those wins when the club needs them to. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, just looking at the Lee side and sort of what what you see their starting side really going to be. Hard aces will obviously be on one. Charnley on one wing. You're looking at 
Dean and Bram are communistic, and he also the fact that communistic is probably really much better than one of them. Yeah, Tom Briscoe's in there. Apparently, he's lost a, uh, lost a little bit of weight, so getting him in there, maybe a different offering them a different type of winger. Um, Lamb at half alongside what, Reynolds or Mella. Mella's been captain, so probably Mella, right? Or is, is yeah. Mella still there? Or has Mella left? Like I thought. Yeah, Mella's there. Yeah. yeah, like it's just, I'm not. It's not exciting me. It's just not giving me anything amazing to play off. I think if Edwin Apache has a really good year, I don't think he's. It's not bad. It's not. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. But it's not. It's not blowing me out of the. Wa- it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna blow me out of the water. It's not gonna excite me. I think those two players we're looking at are players who, if who like, would start in other two three teams. Because the other two three team needs in the second row, Jack Hughes or Ollie Holmes could have mm. got like could be there. Kai O'Donnell, I think, could be a real surprise package for the end of season two. Um, you know, I think front row again, they're they're weak. Jacob Gannon, Nathan Wilde are both sort of young yeah. unknowns in terms of their Super League ability. Yeah. Um, I don't like the fact that well, yeah, losing um. Oh, I can't remember who they lost. Oh, I think losing um, Blake Ferguson and Nathan Tom Briscoe sort of be becomes their best wing. Whether they use them like that or not, we'll see how how like. Uh, Umla Hanley does there. Yeah, Umla Hanley, yeah. Like 42 and Brandon's defence doesn't fill me with that much hope. Um, Aaron, and Smith, yeah, Aaron Smith and Edwin Apape are the only good thing. If one of them gets injured, the other one's got to yeah. play 80 minutes. Yeah, you are. Like, there is definitely a lot of stuff there as well. Like, it, it, they, haven't built a, they haven't built strong enough to guarantee they stay up. But I do think that in terms of players they've got, a lot of these players get into other teams. The team who will probably finish above them. Yeah, a lot of these players get into other teams, but I don't think they necessarily start or. So I think that's more than we could have said at the start of the season for oh, London. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. I don't think clubs like yeah. London, clubs like London or Fed and stuff. If they'd have gone up, their lads aren't going to necessarily do it in in Super League. But I think these players, we've seen in the World Cup that those lads that did play in the World Cup. Will impress. Ulysses Ocelli last year was unbelievable at um, Huddersfield, and I'm really surprised they let him go. But the fact that they let him go and they brought in the lads that they brought in to replace him just goes to show that they can bring in two to replace one and stop the like we'll stop the likes of Leroy Kaiko out without having to worry. A lot of these Lee lads are on big money, and it, I think it shows because they don't have they have one of the they must have one of the lowest terms in terms of squad depth. They must have not very few numbers at all in terms of their squad depth, so it'll be really, really interesting to see how they go. A, a team who catch my eye every year, whether it's good or bad, are Leeds Rhinos. This is a team that just... They know they're 1-13, to 13, but beyond that, that is literally is just, okay, yeah, come in and do the job. I mean, maybe other than Jared O'Connor uh, and James Donaldson, anyone else with a number outside 13 isn't going to start, really, are they? I mean, I, I, um, I went and watched Leeds in some of their pre-season games, and so I've seen a few of these um, youngsters get, you know, get a run out, and and they didn't look great. I mean, they lost to to Wakefield and Lee in the pre-season, which obviously we can't read into too much, but it isn't, you know, isn't fantastic signs. There's a couple of lads that um did did catch my eye. I thought um Liam Tindall did um really well, um. And obviously, we've sort of seen a few players come through at the end of last year. Um, Jared O'Connor, yeah, 
to them one. So I think that um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's it's going to be cool. Obviously, Ronan Smith came on last year and like totally turned the club around. There was one point we were talking about, you know, Leeds being relegated and they turned it around. And the fact that he'll have had his first full pre-season and the fact that he's also going to have been able to um, get an opportunity to shape the, shape the team with his signings because he's been there for more than just coming on at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, I like the look of um, Sam Bassoni alongside Alegski. You know, two yeah. two of the probably strongest props in the league. Um, w- I'm hoping uh, Newman can stay fit, um, and he can sort of build a bit of consistency because we've seen how good he could be. Um, and obviously, Luke Hooley, um, just outside of the first team, but he did a, a great job um last year in the championship, and like we spoke about him a bit at the end of last year, and I think he's one that um. Richie Myler is kind of like I I I don't want to I don't I feel disrespectful but like I can't really fill um yeah. Leeds Rhinos number one so I feel like maybe we might see Luke Hooley come in and and snatch him off it if if he's given the chance and he he's and he does play well. Oh, sorry, mate. What are you saying? What are you saying? Sorry, it's all good, but I'm glad you're thinking it too because I think that I think that right by the end of this by the end of this season Luke Hooley will be Leeds Rhinos. Number one, can't get full back. He's got to be, isn't he? Like, yeah. if you yeah. don't bring a player like that in and not send him back out on loan, if you don't have the plan to yeah. for him to start games or at least be in your nineteen-man squad with a decision to make on the weekend, I mean, I do what's think this squad changes quite a lot before? Hundred, yeah. Change quite a lot by the end of the season. I think Nene McDonald is not going to be as good as people think he is right now, or Leeds fans seem to think he is right now. I don't think he fits Stevie Wright's centre spot. Um, Anyway, I'm looking at this team and it's not even there. And um, you know, David Tuvatua is already a player that Leeds fans seem to have questions about. So I think that you know, Alfred and Tindall have both got big chances, and Lewis Roberts have both got they've all got big chances to come into that right centre and right wing spot. That seems up for grabs. It's a very settled pack, um, is what I would say. Is it too is it too much of a settled pack though? Because we saw them we saw them in the in the Super League grand final and they didn't look great. Yeah, I think Tom Holwood and Sam Walker will be hungry to get out of it. Dixon Tendai and Sam Stone are both really good, um, really good players who are coming into it. So, uh, yeah, no, I think that you know, I think that they have got a lot to, they have got a lot going for them. I still find it hilarious that James Donaldson, um, is like, is going to end up playing a pretty much all their games this season. He's he's yeah. turned out to be a very solid player, but you know, like. They signed him, I think, as like an emergency it's cover. Free, free transfer, like, emergency cover. Yeah, like that. But I mean, congratulations to him. But it's that kind of player where it's like, you know, surely you're hoping that one of their other younger players, Levi Edwards, will always be gone. But um, James McDonald and then was going to come and take that step up um, to be the sort of backup for Luke Martin and James Bentley. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how this Leeds team go. We know they're very much hit or miss, and for Leeds fans, it's you really want it to be a hit season. And if we can continue the form they had towards the end of that year, apart from obviously the final when we lost, but really, really good. Uh, Salford Red Devils up next. I don't think anyone can turn away from this team. You've got some quality players that have played in the World Cup. You've got the Man of Steel. It's just it's very much like Hulk KR, but. I feel like they just offer something extra. 
Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to say it. It's just off for something different. Just a little bit more intensity, just defensively more solid. It's just got that extra step and that extra bit of quality than old KR. But it's the same type of squad in terms of the way it's been built. Do you think that Ryan Bryan is, is in the same position as Richie Mayo in terms of his team and everything to explain that fullback? No, I don't. Not in this team because no. no one else can play there in this team. No, that's what I mean. In terms he of is the only works. one. But in, in Leeds, he's not, Ron Myler's not the only one. So I think yeah. if, if Salford were to buy any other fullback, I think if Ryan Bryan gets injured, I think they're looking at bringing in someone else in on loan yeah. from another Super League club and that will play. Someone like Ward Price could come in on loan. I mean by that is like, you know, he's in the same position as Richie Mayo where he's gonna be he's the number one he's the best fullback at the club, but then they're gonna lose a big game and it's gonna be all his like it's gonna be because your fullback wasn't good enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. Do you think that he is genuinely good enough fullback? I'm not he's sure. with Paul Rowley again now, so they're playing a style of play where he trusts him and Rowley trusts him. So or Paul Rowley, positive about this whole team. Positive about this whole team. Brody Frost is wants to spend the rest of his life in Yeah, that's huge. Possibly yeah. why, but... We spoke about this last week, didn't we, Robin? I think we didn't... Yeah. Obviously, Tony, you weren't here to have your thoughts on it, but what, what are your thoughts on that deal? That's a huge deal. And it's a moneymaker for Salford as well, because if someone wants to buy him next year, they've got to pay big whack for this deal. Uh, yeah, I just... I think, from him, it's incredible, because I don't know why a kid who was dubbed to be the next Cooper Cronk... Yeah, 25 now, yeah. He was dubbed to be the next Cooper Cronk, it didn't work out for him. His big deal to Brisbane didn't work. He came as this really talented kid who's got who had a bad experience in NRL. Um, a similar vein to Jackson Hastie, but obviously he's a different player. Um, and we all, I sort of knew at the start of that season, I knew that he was gonna, he was gonna turn out to be a to be a good acquisition. Yeah. Um, but but he, I always thought that he would be turning around and saying like I need to play well here, I need to get back to the NRL. Like, or get into a Super League winning team, a guaranteed Super League winning team, and then get back to the NRL. I've got some but big what news. He, what he's here is if the NRL want me, they're gonna have to come and pay for me. And if they don't, if they're not willing to pay that, then I will spend seven years of my career. Of my career, I will basically spend up until I'm thirty two. Yeah. I am willing to put Salford on the map in terms of creating a Super League club. And they've just locked and in Andy Acker for another four years yeah, as well. And now Andy Acker's has followed him. Now they're signed as two incredible players for the next four years. You build around Brody Croft yeah. and Andy Ackers, and I mean the fact yeah. that Andy Ackers has done this and off the back of a, I was impressed by him. And we, before the World Cup, we were like, oh fucking flipping hell, how have we managed to get to a point where we have the likes of James Roby and Matt Matalorum and all this lot fighting for the England nine, and now Andy Ackers is our second best hooker. Arguably, Andy Ackers is our number one hooker now after the impressive World Cup he's had. But Salford have got him for four years, and if a club wants to bring him in, they've got to, they've got to spend money to get him. I like this Salford team. I think they're another playoff. I think they'll get into the playoffs again this year. Uh, but I just feel like they could do with one, one big time forward, one really big signing in the forwards. That front row there isn't there isn't many boxes there in that front row for them. They've got Sherrard, Dupree, Partington, and um, Ormondroyd. Really, Lannan's in there. Yeah, they've got six, but no one stands out really, do they? No one really gives that yeah. stand out. I think they could do with one big name sort of um, box. That, yeah, their back row is quite nice. Anderson, Nice Longstaff, Jamie Wright, Ben Halliwell. Um, 
Greenwood, Danny Adley, Watkins can play yeah. second row. There's some nice yeah, teams. Yeah, I think I think that you know Ken Kier obviously when he's outside number five gives you time a time choice a try scoring machine. Um, yeah, I think that I, I yeah it's um, definitely a strong squad. I think that the important thing with the squad is going to be Rowley's coach is going to be fantastic again. Mm. I hope that he didn't do that thing which happens sometimes as where the coach finds out a tactic that's going to really work well for half a season yeah. and then all of a sudden going to sit down in the pre-season and go, oh, all they were doing was passing it to him on the first tackle every time or yeah. all they were doing was all they were actually doing was running it through this channel or this channel and they spent the whole pre-season making sure that that game plan didn't work. And I do wonder if this whole if this whole if the Salford team was kind of playing in a way that's going to be able to be responded to quite easily, and whether that's something you know what level is Rowley's coaching that I think I think he's going to see massively this season. I think they'll be all right, and I think they really yeah, I think will they'll be all right. right. I, I I'm I'm backing them. I I'd back them to be top top seven. Yeah. Uh, I think there's just so many teams at a similar level. But do you want to hear well, one game I'm really excited for this next year? Um, is going to be like Salford versus Huddersfield. I think they're quite evenly matched. They've got, you know, like good, good players in the same positions. The centres, um, the the six, the hooker. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's going to be a really um, interesting game. So I might have to get myself down for for them. Yeah, I, th- I think another team that that can that can be sort of yeah, they'll be all right. Um, is St Helens obviously. A, a nice win against St George in the pre-season challenge, and and they've got the um, World Club challenge this weekend against Penrith. But this is oh, this team like if you look, you can go one to thirteen. No one knew um, in terms of players they've brought in. Um, Key Ritson was the only one they've brought in, and Wesley Bruin from South Sydney. Obviously, Wesley Bruin's a centre, still a young guy. Key Ritson's only on loan from Barrow, which will become a permanent thing if he plays the way he did against St George all season. But they've lost a lot of lads. <laughs> they've let some lads go. Obviously, Amor's gone to Widnes. Uh, Christian Wolf leaving. Luke Hopes. Regan Grayson's obviously left at the, towards the end of the year. Uh, Rio Caulfield, Tom Nisbet, Josh Sim, and Aaron Smith have all left. But they're not worried, are they? This is a, this is this is a team that's going for five in a row. Surely, no one's touching this team, are they? Huge, huge respect to uh, to St Helens for like the way they took that St George preseason challenge. Yeah, they probably put out like a strong squad they could, and they went for it for most of the game. And they they were like, we're going to put a statement down here. We're going to prove, you know, we're here to prove, uh, you know, we can we can battle it with some of the NRL boys. And obviously, St George squad was a lot more depleted than. Um, the Penrith squad's going to be on on the weekend, but yeah, I think that they did a really good job of like promoting the game. I think um, interesting that John Bennington didn't start if that was their first team. I think because um, it maybe there's something that show maybe something showing him that maybe he's not as trustworthy. He's not been as trustworthy in training with the ball that, um, yeah. as he perhaps thought he was on the back of his performance last season. Um, Jack Wellsby's got the respect he deserves from uh, the Australian media after that game as well, which has been lovely to see. Um, it is a strong squad. Um, I don't. Maybe it's just me, but I've never. I, I've this Jake Winfield. I don't know how good he is, um, but he's been sort of. He's really getting highly rated at Saints at the moment. Um, if he's not a, if he's not a player 
over against Blue Dew, then they're a little bit light at second row given one injury. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, well, you could argue. Oh, I don't know. They got they got um, they got Bell, Sam Royal, Lewis Baxter, Matty Foster's yeah. in there. They 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 trust their young lads. They're really good at trusting the young yeah. lads, and what the young lads really rarely disappoint, do they? Yeah. They rarely well, disappoint. How much further are these young lads going to carry on? Like that's the only thought I've ever got to find. They won't, I don't think they'll stop. I genuinely don't think they'll stop because the likes yeah. of Dan Hield, uh, Juno Sandbow, Caleb Heberton, Dan Moss, Ben Lane, Mackenzie Buckley, they'll still play for the reserves this year. They'll play a lot of yeah. games for the reserves this year. They'll, if they need to, they'll send them out on loan, and these lads will get first team games. Yeah. They did it with Jenison. They've done it with Dodds. As soon as these lads turn twenty one, they come in and they play. Like I, I genuinely don't see anyone. I, I think I think this. I'll say it now. The Saints will win the grand final. Saints will go and win the grand final. I think. I don't think. Thing, I think that there's more questions about them this year than there was the previous couple. But like their squad is fundamentally the same squad. I yeah. just think that. I think that. I'm just trying to find those reasons where why a team might not meet its potential. And yeah, for me, it's just again like these young lads coming through. We don't quite know who the next tab off the rank is. You know, I think it was. You know, they have let a few players go, and they have, you know, like, um, and they are constantly developing. And I think that we'll see what happens. Um, I think that they're probably going to be fine, as you say. But I think that it's th- there's questions that there's a few more questions, as I say, than we've maybe had before. Robin, have you got anything to say on this team apart from yeah, go on, go and beat Penrith? Well, I guess I, I guess um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see Christian Wolf leaving, and they've had like just constant success whilst he's been there and that must be you know it must spark up a little bit of doubt but I guess when you bring in someone like Paul Wellens that's so effective at the club and it's been involved like all through his career and then like never left mm. it kind of is probably going to be still pretty pretty um, pretty sturdy and I guess the other thing I would say is that the fact that he's been involved with the club so long means he is going to know these young players inside out and, and I think that He's going to be the perfect person to know if they're ready, know whether they they can be trusted, and also give them the belief that they need because he's seen their careers probably for as long as they've been at Saints. So, um, the only reason that I d- I just think like it's just impossible. How can they go for another grand final? But there's no actual reason for me to say no. If they can't do it, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think many other teams will really be able to part up with them I'm looking at the Super League table looking at this team I, I think they might yeah they, they could they'll, they'll win the league league this year and obviously playoff rugby is slightly different a team like Soccer they might have a few injury worries or whatever but I, don't, I, don't, I can't really look past the Saints team another team that I'm really looking forward to seeing this year is Wakefield they've had a really good pre-season um, the only game they lost was the game they played loads of kids in um, not many first team that got a shout out in the game that they lost Mark Applegarth first time as really head coach James Ford there as the assistant I find that really weird I felt like that would be the other way around when the news of Ford to um, Wakefield was going to come out I thought that Applegarth would sort of slip down in there and be the assistant and maybe maybe Applegarth said I only want a year in a role and Ford's gone okay I'll be an assistant I don't, I don't know but I'm, mm. I, I like the I don't like this team I, I'm not falling in love with it like I am some of the others but it's an impressive team, and the way they played towards the end of last year, there's a little bit more positivity around this Trinity side, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, 
Kieran Proctor is obviously quite an exciting signing for the Super League. I think that like he's got some damaging runs and um, you know he's, he's a solid defender as well. And from what I'm hearing uh, on social media, it sounds like he's um, well. He, he said it was humbling to see the uh, the Wakefield facilities. He, bas- he basically said they look like crap. Said they look <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. yeah. So I think that it might be a wake up call. I think you know, like he, I think he has taken opportunities for granted before in school. Yeah? And now he's sort of like getting a bit older and realizing that you know this, this is like my last shot really. Like that, this is why I'm still playing. So I kind of trust him not to um, have any uh, disciplinary issues. Um, we can hope. We can hope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, Samson Alangi, obviously he's a boost. Um, but other than that, really, they've lost a great deal of their sort of key players. When you think about what's made Wakefield over the last couple of seasons, Davy Fafida, Tom Johnson, um, Jacob Miller, James Batchelor, and it kind of makes me feel like are they jump, jumping a sinking ship? They, like w- Wakefield have finished tenth for the last three years in a row, and I I feel like this year the league team that's come up is kind of stronger than um, like Toulouse were last year. Yeah. Obviously, Warrington have helped Wakefield stay off the bottom as well. And I think the building looks more improved. And so I kind of feel like, is this the year that Wakefield go down? I, I'm kind of struggling to see where they, where the like amazing talent is that's going to stop that. You know what I mean? I don't think they're a better team from last year. I can take it from the point of view that one of Morgan Smith or Reese Askers or technically or Samson Langi is going to have to fill the boots of Jacob Miller. Yeah. Um, and from what we've seen in pre-season, they think it's Reed Askell. And I don't want to be that person, but I don't think it is. No. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that they also got a lot of things on Corey Hall because he's a good try scorer. Corey Hall missed a crap ton of tackles last year. Lewis Murphy um, is staying at Toulouse. He's a great finisher. He's really good with the ball going forward. But is he going to be able to offer yeah. the same defensive game that previously played in the like, same head? Yeah, and so that's, that's sort of where I'm coming at now. Is it's like it's a team who, as soon as they see a player who actually like looks good on the pitch, they go all in on him and they don't think of the consequences it's going to take on the team. And then they also have that like weird like undying respect for Reed Askell, which is fine because honestly he'd be on my dynasty if I was picking a team. But like, just don't, just like, you're not getting me anything from putting him at half back over a Morgan Smith or a Samson Lange. No. Um, I think that yeah, they've lost like they've lost as uh, well. We said Dave Fafita, they've lost uh, Adebiyi, they've lost. Um, yeah, they've lost it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they brought in a, a couple of good lads, but they they might not whether they yeah, replace the lads or not. They've lost the slaughter. Like they've lost the like two props in their top there. Like. It, they've got Josh Bowden and Rob Butler. They lose yeah. these three guys. They've lost them, um, and also I just wish they had something a bit more exciting at hooker. Like <sighs> Liam Hood's just he's he's steady. Yeah. I just wish they had someone to be offering a bit of something, sort of more coming out of coming out of coming out to be able to maybe sort of kick this team into gear. But fundamentally, I think all these players have proven, apart from obviously Reed Edwards. That they put they belong in Super League. It's just a question of, is it that you know, the 
the squad really knows. It, well, it'd be the second in the squad really knows what yeah. they're doing with it and how what how, how to get the best out of it. I think they were trying to score points rather than playing their lives. Yeah, they were trying. They were just trying to outscore teams, and that's the way they want to win games. Kind of like how London did when London were relegated for years. They shouldn't have been relegated. I still, still can't. I hung off on yeah. that one. Um, two more teams to go. First up, Warrington Wolves. Uh, Matt Dusty, Josh Eunice has been given a number two shirt. Matty Russell hasn't been given a, a squad number. Uh, well, he has. He's been given thirty four, which is lower than a lot of the academy lads. I think he might have been given a thirty five for that number. Yeah, uh, obviously Paul Vaughan being in there, Josh Bridgewater and George Williams in the halves. They've made improvements, but we saw them last year. Did they finish 11th, did we say? Did they finish 11th last year? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Rough. that's rough. They've, they've, and Josh Maguire's not going to be there for the first quarter of the season because he picked up a seven-game ban um, before the season's even started. So, I mean... Well done them. Like, who's going to be their lead forward this weekend? Because I'm looking at their squad going, okay. Do you know what I mean? I, don't, I really don't see who's potentially going to fill that void. Corbin. Pardon? Corbin. So Philbin filling in lead forward. Like, they're going to they're gonna be playing with three props, aren't they, really? That's the sort of system they're going to. They're going to have three props on the field at all time and two on the bench. So they're, gonna, they're just going to try and beat teams in the middle, suck the seams in and give George Williams and Josh Bridgewater as much space as possible to work in, aren't they? Yeah, and I think that it's really important that we see an improved Daryl Clark this year to make the most of this forward pack. If that's the style they're going to go for, we really need a, a strong nine. And I think he's, I think he's kind of petered out a little bit. And it would be good to see him get back up to his um, previous good form, so that we can see him, see him do that. That's what um, Warrington really needs this year. Well, I think Daryl Powell, you know, Daryl Powell doing showed you a decent season really but in many ways he brought over more capital for the boys than he needed to yeah. um, but then he also like he, he hated Toby King because Toby King wasn't fast and nimble and agile now we, I mean we'll talk about Wigan as the final team in a minute but Toby King is fantastic under the high ball he's a great defender he's a powerful at bringing the ball out of his own half and the fact that Daryl Powell looks at him and goes yeah but he's not he, you know he's not yeah. rapid I don't want him on yeah. Like and, and it's that kind of attitude where Daryl Powell tries to create some philosophy with this team and now he's having to like go back with tail between his legs and just gather up all the decent players he can and just hope that he can uh, put together a squad that is not going to finish 11th. Yeah, and I think this is a team that he's going to struggle to finish inside the playoffs because the way other teams have assessed him, the, just the way Daryl Powell plays, like they're just, they don't, they need to be better, don't they? They just they, they we know we've got they've got the talent, but they need to be better. They need to play better on the pitch than they did last year. We the fact that they were in relegation bother up until two weeks before the end of the season was embarrassing. It's it's just not good enough, is it? Yeah. I mean I, I can easily see a situation here where they get rid of Daryl Powell, they bring someone in or they have someone covering him and all of a sudden want to turn it around. And all, and all of a sudden we actually see the true calibre of all these players mm. come to light. I, I quite like this team. I actually would predict them to do much better this year, but I, I know they can let us down, but I just think that kind of a stink doesn't last that long when you've got players that, you know, just like Sean Wayne showed that George Williams is still a good player when yeah. for England. Like he, so he's still got it in him. It's... It, it, just about lost in it. So and, and if they can. So Daryl Powell's a good coach, 
you know, look at the way Sean Rain played in the World Cup to get the best out of George Williams. And I think if you get the best out of George Williams, you get the best out of Josh Fitzwater, Matt Duffy, Peter McCarthy, or Stefan Ratch. The fact Stefan Ratchford is a number four sitter goes to show you they just they they're just keeping him around for the sake of keeping him around. He's not a centre. He's not their number one fullback. He's not their number one half. But they've got no one else to play there apart from Connor Reds or Greg Milliken, and they're wingers. Like if 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 they get an injury at centre, they're stuck. They've got to trust a winger or a second row to fill in there where they wouldn't necessarily naturally play. You're probably looking at Ben Curry having to shift in, but then who do you put at second row? Matty Nicholson is their second best second row. He's new this year. They've got to trust a lot of young lads. Outside of their 19, well, outside of 21, so many young lads, and then Matty Russell. They don't have any, they've just got props. They've got Paul Vaughan, James Harrison, Cassiano, Philbin, Dudson, McKaylee, Bullock. That's seven seven starting props and Josh Maguire's in there as well like, that's seven or eight props isn't it Al? and you're only taking you're probably only starting five so some of these lads are never going to play they're, they're going to have a prop full of four a bench full of four props every week like that's that's tough that's tough they're going to just try and beat teams up the middle and I think I think they'll just get tired those two and they're not and they're not really a young set of prop forwards either are they there's a lot of old lads on that I don't know I don't know I like Wigan though. Wigan, Wigan every year they just look good, don't they? Really? Well, they, we yeah, say that no. they didn't look great last year when we we tried to predict them to finish a little bit lower than we thought, but they impressed us. And how we know that Matt Keith is like some super talent <laughs> keeping way forward? Yeah. Um, and then he's gone into he's gone into a um, he's gone into the off season. He's gone and he's sent in. He's like Matt. This this team we you know we'd win it if we had if we had sent in. And he went and got Toby King, who, as I just said, is like has a fantastic skill set if you use him correctly. Yeah. And also just thinks he's absolutely sound. And Jake Wardle, who is super exciting. And he's just gone right. Let's put them into what we've already got. And yeah. now let's now we're serious. Um. Yeah, I think that maybe they're a little bit short on wingers. Uh, in terms of what you know, is Abismiski going to be able to come in for Liam Martin left in front? Yeah. Um. May like maybe a concern. Logan Ashby's looked really good in pre season. Um, so like him and Harry, he could even get to a point where you're looking at him and Harry Smith like, wow, we need to actually like make the decision that Saints had to make with Danny Richardson and Liam Stodd. Um, yeah. And Brad, 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 been performing pretty well. I think Brad um, Brad O'Neill is Sam Powell's replacement. He played he played really well when he was in last year. Um, yeah. Spoke about him in, in an article I've, I've written that will be on the website when it's available. Sorry, still haven't checked the issue. Um, I, th- I think you're looking at Brad Neal as Sam Powell's replacement, and if Brad Neal has a really good year, I think Sean Rain won't look past him for being in and around a Gearman training squad. I don't think he'll play many games. He won't play this year, for instance, but I think he'll be in and around a training squad. Kai Pearce-Paul, obviously, been given the number 17. Uh, the way I look at this is I think they're 1-17 to 17 if they're 1-17, to 17, and I, I don't think we're looking at the likes of Maybe Brad O'Neill squeezes into their head of maybe like Ethan Havard at the K level. But one of them, yeah. 14, 15 or 16, like they, they drop out. But because you need a second Everything I've read, it's good. It's really good. Everything I've read, Wigan were really hoping that they could ship Patrick Margo, get rid of John Bateman when John Bateman left, which he's still not technically West Side's though yet because of injury. Well, yeah, but he's not. A, he's not a Wigan Warriors player. So maybe, oh, maybe, like, maybe if you're a Super League club, you take him on loan until these visa issues are sorted well, out. And I think Wigan, I 
had some sort of thing where they were going to get a player if with so little money, if they could piss Patrick Margo, they were going to get a big second row to come in, um, or a big back row to come into to this team, like a big name back row to come into do this you, team. Do you think they need to shift Patrick Margo? No, well, they asked him to get a quote swap. Yeah, um, that is true. But then but again, could they bring in a I really big English centre manager to, to bring that ton in there? Because yeah, so you don't exactly like, they, they don't need to bring in a quota. Huge one. Like Willy Isa is not good enough. He's a liability, isn't he? Yeah, he's a liability. He's not good enough to play every single game there this season, um, especially not as a starting player. I think Patrick Falk as well. Just well beyond close to being a starting second rower anyway. Yeah. Maybe even being an eighty-minute starting second rower. But they've got they um, can't build around Kai Fisher and Ronan that you've out of out of yeah. league next year. So there needs to be something done with their second row during probably mid-season or something. Um, Farrell, yeah. To really solidify this team. Yeah, Liam Farrell's not getting any younger either. I mean, if he's lucky, he'll be in the next England squad if he continues his if he stays fit and continues his quality form. Obviously, thirty what thirty-two years old now. Three is he got three years till the next World Cup. He's got a lot of. If he wants to be there, he's going to have to stay injury free. The Ryan Hansen thing just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of their back. If French or Fe- if French or Fields get injured, they probably need another fullback if one of them wants to go on the wing or whatever. But it's just the boys. Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just really, really weird. Um, Even lad who is old Wigan mate from his old Wigan coach, <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he'll be nice and settled there. And to be fair, he's been in a lot of. Tough keepers situations and he's got he's handled pretty well so maybe he has a bit of le- uh, leadership as well. Yeah. So um, before we I mean we've we've been going a while it's longer longer than I think we we were willing to or wanted to chat and I know that Cody's got dinner at half past so we do need to get the shift on because we don't want him getting in trouble. Um, who's finishing bottom of the league, lads? Wakefield. Okay. All right. We're gonna go there, are we? I I really think that. Wakefield, it's basically, you've got to think it's, it's kind of Wakefield versus Lee. And when I look at the two squads, I just think I like the Lee squad pretty much more. I, I think Lee will finish bottom, but it's up to you, Cody, what you're getting this one. I think I said Wakefield last year and ended up being a dodgy 10th uh, place finish again. So I think it's hard to say, but I do think Lee, yeah. So we'll go we'll go Lee bottom, but then we'll put Wakefield above them in eleventh, um, which which sort of deals with that sort of who's going to finish above who's going to struggle to fight. I think that's that's just that's a relegation battle. The thing is with the tenth place position, I don't think this is a tenth place team that's going to fight for relegation. I think this is a tenth place team that will be in and around the playoffs until the final three four weeks. They won't be in relegation issues with them, but I think they'll struggle, and I think that team might be whole chaos. I agree. I think this is the last. This is the year that we see Hull KR drop off a little bit, and you're probably going Castleford and Warrington in uh, ninth and eighth. Yeah, this is exactly. Have you got this written down as well, Robin? Cast then Warrington. I've just got. Um, I've no. I I don't really know what to do between. <laughs> yeah, this and. Right. Then. Let's let's go to the top then. So we we'll have Wire at eight, Cast at nine, Hull KR ten. Wakefield 11, Lee 12. Let's go to the top and we'll go Saints at 1. Yeah? Yeah. Saints at 2. Saints at 1. Wigan at 2. Can we go Giants at 3? If you want to. It's, it's them, Leeds and Hull the next 3, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think those... Yeah. I think those... Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'll go, I'll go Leeds 3. 
four on five because Palo's got a lot of work to do if they want to really if they want to break that top four. There is a lot. Of, that's a big gap. The t- the gap between that top it's four. Because then we Catalan are in there. Catalan and Sol for six and seven. Catalan four. Sol five. Sol for seven. Catalan four. Giants at five. Hull at six. I think Sol could probably finish up with a goal, don't they? Well, maybe Saints can now. Yeah, but I mean, if, if Tony's there, I think, I think, like you said, that four to seven is really difficult to predict. I think one, two, three, Saints, Wigan, Leeds, back to the old, back to the mid noughties, them guys obviously Brad would not in there, but Saints, Wigan, Leeds, back up there, smashing it. I could see, I could see Leeds coming fourth, and I could see, yeah, I could see Huddersfield, Hull FC, maybe Catalan kicking them for third. But you reckon Sol could have got to seven? That's that's big. That's big. I'm they've got Man of Steel in there. They've got a good they've got a good team. They do have a good team. Like if you look at where they finished last year, Salford were Salford were six to be fair, so I dunno. Salford were six and they still they just had a really good playoff run. And then they, they kind of stood out then. Wow, rough. Uh yeah, let's let's just let's go. Saints, Wigan Leeds. Uh, Catalan, I don't know. I think this is a weaker Catalan side, and I'm gonna put Gi- yeah, Gi- Giants at four, Hull FC at five, Catalan at Catalan at six, Salford at seven. Yeah. Wire Cas Hull KR Wakefield Leeds. I agree. We good. We agree. Um, I'll try and remember to post this on um social media i forgot with the championship one so i do apologize if you haven't joined our super league fantasy league please do so uh, just search for five the pin is five four one three uh, the, the password is cornwall with a capital c r l capital r capital l so search cornwall r l capital c and then capital r l at the end um i have three teams in there robin you only have one team in there uh, Toby, you haven't got any teams in there, so put yourself out. Get in there. Uh, I think. I think when. I think tonight is actually the last night you can get it done. I think you've only got until seven forty-five Wednesday night to submit your teams. Um, I think you can submit teams up until that point, but you can't make any like alterations until that. If that makes sense. Um, so get your teams submitted. Get your join our league. I'll post the. I'll post the league on to uh, Twitter so you can see that. Uh, there still is no news on the website. I haven't done the Twitter only today, so I do apologise for that. Um, that's been our Betfred Super League preview special. We'll see how accurate we are when it comes to Super League Challenge Cup. Uh, who's been in Challenge Cup this year? I want to see Sheffield having won Challenge Cup. They're not going to win it, but I just want to see them have a good one. How far, quick question, how far do the Southern Conference League sides go if they don't get a championship side in round three? Round four. Round four. Do you want to see West Warriors or London Chargers in round four? Um, But yeah, Uh, League One games this weekend. We're not doing predictions this year. Uh, We haven't started. I think we'll do predictions when all the leagues are up and running. Um, and Saints are back from the um, the what you would call it, the World Club Challenge. So when all the teams are available to play, just looking at this week's fixtures, if you can get to games, obviously Warrington Leeds tonight, Thursday night, eight o'clock kickoff. 
live on Sky Sports. Wakefield versus Catalan, Lee versus Salford, Sheffield versus Batley Friday night. That'd be a good game. Uh, Hull Kingsford Rovers versus Wigan, Toulouse versus York on Saturday, London Scholars versus Workington kicks off the League One season on Saturday as well. At, at ten to eight on Saturday morning, you've got Penrith versus Saints, and then Sunday you've got a full array of fixtures from Championship, League One, and Super League. And then Monday night, no game on Monday night on Viaplay this week, so um, just go and check everything out. Thank you very much for joining me tonight, lads. Thank you, Robin, for powering through. And thank you, Toby, thank you. for uh, suggesting we start earlier so we can all go and have a nice dinner. Is he? Hey. Yeah, he was thinking. Yeah, he could. Yep. I thought he'd gone then. I thought he'd like. You know what? I've had enough. I'm. I'm hungry. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm. I'm off doing something. But no, thank you very much. I've been Brad. That's been Toby. That's been Robin. We've been the Fish. Brought to you by Swinging Arms and Shoulder Charges, and we should be back next week. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you very much for the support on episode two last week. If you want to have a listen, it's outdated. It's, it's dated for the Challenge Cup um, first round. If you want to go back, download it, have a listen, feel free to do so. Have a good evening, everyone, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. <laughs>